0: For our first message, we have our split sermon from our pastor, Mr. Lawrence Gregory, entitled, The Work. Mr. Gregory. Good afternoon. Many years ago, we used to hear a lot about the work. This was a common phrase in the Worldwide Church of God. It was used so frequently and uh, we then felt involved because uh, we felt we were in a great outreach effort. We contributed to help others uh, receive literature, to hear the radio program and later television. Uh, we prayed for the ministers back then when there were less, and for new churches that would begin, and offices that would open up around the world, and new colleges. And uh, we would travel to the Feast of Tabernacles and meet new people. And we had a lot of youth activities, uh, social activities. But uh, in all of this, we were excited because we felt we were involved in a great worldwide global outreach of the church. And we call that the work. So today I would like to speak a few minutes here about this phrase the work. Now in Ecclesiastes the 7th chapter verse 13 Solomon wrote consider the work of God for who can make that straight which he has made crooked. And that's what I want us to do today is to consider the work of God and the work of man because these are intermingled. Now, nearly 700 times in different forms, this phrase "the work," or "work," or "works," or "workmen" occur in the Scriptures. So obviously, we won't be able to look at all of those, so we have a few uh, Scripture references in some of these uh, four breakdowns that we're going to look at here. And uh, I want to consider first the physical and spiritual work of God, and this phrase occurs a number of times: "the work of God," but. First, let's look at the physical work of God and go back to Genesis, the second chapter. We'll just look at a a few verses here because there are so many on each one of these points. But uh, Genesis, the second chapter, and um, first few verses, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. And then in uh, Psalm, the eighth chapter, And verse 3 through 9, I'll just read a few verses here, Psalm 8. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit us him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and have crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of Of thy hands, you have put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, and the flesh, fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And then in Isaiah 64, we just pick out a few of these so many scriptures about the work of God in the physical realm, the creation of all things, and the upholding and sustaining. Of all of his physical creation. But just a few verses here. Isaiah 64 and verse 8. But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay. And you are potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. We saw earlier that just by his finger, he created all this. And so man, in God's image, is the work of his hand. And there's so much about that in the New Testament uh, where that is... uh, Psalm 8 is referenced again. And in Job, we won't turn there, but 34.19, once again he says that all men are the work of his hands. And so many of the nearly 700 scriptures that we see dealing with the work, or the work of God, or the work that's ongoing, has to do with God making and sustaining and upholding his physical creation. Just think how this world would be if everyone would really know and believe, how many problems would be solved if they just recognize that God made everything and he upholds, sustains everything that exists. Everything point back to God as a creator. Think how revolutionary that concept would be in man's thinking today. Okay, uh, let's go on now to the second phrase here, is the spiritual work of God. Back in First Chronicles, the ninth chapter, and uh, we'll, we'll just have to uh, pick a few verses concerning this concept here, because there's so many. First Chronicles 29. Furthermore, David, the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. For the palace is not for men, but for the Lord God. I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God. And so David was showing that building this temple... And all the preparation that he went into it and the special calling and the purpose for Solomon to raise up this was considered, even though it was physical, it was a spiritual work because the temple was going to be for the spiritual service of mankind from God and was going to represent God to them. And so there was so much, and you can go back through those uh, books of Kings and Chronicles and Samuel and see so much about the preparation And even back in earlier times of the tabernacle and how the building and the uh, accoutrements and the furnishings and the creation of those physical objects was considered the work. They were doing a physical work, but to be used in a spiritual outreach for God. And you can even consider Nehemiah and Ezra in their uh, repair and and, uh, reconstruction, and Jesus later in cleansing the temple of all of the physical things that were going into the temple outreach was considered by God to be a spiritual work. In John the 5th chapter New Testament, John 5 verse 17 Jesus answered them, "My Father works hitherto, and I work." Now, we know Jesus was a carpenter for the first about 30 years of, or or up to about when he was about 30 years of age in the fall when he laid down his carpentry tools and he took up ministering and preaching and teaching and healing and doing miracles and building and developing the church of God. And so his work was a physical work of doing that uh, in the physical realm, but it was spiritual work. And so father, he said, my father works hitherto and I work. So he was doing a different kind of work now. He was doing a spiritual work in a physical way, in a physical outreach. In John the 6th chapter, something is very important here in verse 28. The people were talking to him. And uh, chapter 6, John verse 28. Then said they, that's the people, unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. That we believe. And so our spiritual belief in Jesus Christ as the Savior, the Son of God, and all of that that is entailed is a spiritual work. That's the work of God. That's what God is doing in us. In changing us. In following him and being a part of what he is doing on this earth. That's the work of God. And in Habakkuk, the first chapter, verse 5, and then it's quoted here. We'll just go to, to uh, uh, Acts 13th chapter. A couple of verses here, because this Old Testament scripture is uh, quoted here about uh, God doing a work in his day that people would not believe. And so in Acts the 13th chapter, In verse 2, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work that I have called them to do. Now Barnabas and Paul were physical beings, and they were going to be working in a physical realm, but they were going to be doing the spiritual work of God. Look in verse 41, where this scripture from Habakkuk is quoted concerning the gospel outreach. Behold, you despisers, and wonder and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which you shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. And so, even though the gospel is declared through the church, through individuals, through ministers, through laymen, out, many people don't believe it. They don't accept it. They just neglect it and ignore it. But that doesn't do away with anything having to do that. This is a work of God and an outreach into the human realm, a spiritual work of God. Now, let's look at uh, the second thing, the second part of this message is the physical work of man. Go back to Exodus, the 20th chapter. You already know, Exodus, 20th chapter, that's the Ten Commandments. And we'll read here in uh, verse 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger that is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherein for the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So God has given us, for our physical work, six days, which we do all of our work. But we rest the seventh day. Now, Exodus 34 just... There's so many about this, but we're going to just uh, look at uh, verse 21 here of Exodus 34. And uh, six days, verse 21, you shall work. But on the seventh day, you shall rest. In earring time and in harvest, you shall rest. Oh, but i got to go work. It's it's harvest day, uh, and and if I don't work Saturday, I just can't get my harvest in. Or my boss told me to come in Saturday, and if I don't go in Saturday, I'll lose this job, so I'm going to have to work Saturday. That's not what God says. He says, rest on the Sabbath. Work six days. Do all your work. Now, we know Jesus said, you know, in the New Testament, there's an ox in a ditch situation, sometime an emergency. Your neighbor's house is burning down. You go out and help them. Uh, your uh, company is on fire and burning down, you go help. If you can, if you're close enough, you can go help put out the fire. There's emergency uh, situations. And it's like, you know, the physical thing. You remember the whole book of Ruth and when she was a young widow woman, and instead of reclining back and getting support and everything, she went out, labored very hard, and uh, Boaz told her that, you're blessed, and God is going to bless you because of your work, because of what you're doing, because she was gleaning, and she worked hard, long hours in the harvest. And yeah, she was helped and assisted a little bit by some of the other people that were working there to put some things out extra for her to gather because they appreciated and respected that she was, wasn't laying back as a young widow woman. Just think what it would be like if everybody would uh, follow the New Testament Admonition, if you don't work, you don't eat. Most people, unless they're handicapped or aged, you know, there's a point when a person works hard all their life and they set aside and they can retire at a a comfortable age and many times they still work, volunteering work and doing other things. Or if they're handicapped and disabled and they can't work, that's another situation. We support the poor, the infirm, the help, those that are not able. So the physical things that uh, we can do, just think what would be if everybody would be working, and in a productive uh, mode, it would revolutionize our social outreach programs. Now, in uh, uh, Nehemiah is interesting, and I'm not going to go into this uh, too much because uh, uh, we have uh, looked at this before, but Nehemiah, the second chapter through the tenth chapter, he talks a lot about the work. And over 19 times this phrase, the work, occurs in here because... They were, the the object, what they were doing was to prepare, uh, to repair the wall that was surrounding Jerusalem. And that was God's mission to Nehemiah. And he went out by night, you know, and he uh, surveyed it. And uh, uh, then elicited some help. So I want to go to just a few verses here. In Nehemiah, the second chapter, uh, second chapter, verse 17. Then said I unto them, you see the distress that we're in, how Jerusalem lies waste. The gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, and also the king's word that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. And a number of times, 19 times in the book of uh, Nehemiah, uh, like here in uh, uh, Nehemiah, the third chapter, verse... Uh, Five And next unto them, he's talking about the layout of the construction around the wall surrounding Jerusalem and how different ones had different portions that they were to do. But uh, in verse 5, And next unto them the Tekoites repaired. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. So some didn't, it was too bemeaning for them to go out and do this physical labor. They didn't want to do it. So they were uh, rejecting that work that, They were doing to God and to the Lord and and it was supposed to be God, which was supposed to be their Lord, but they were too good to do that. So, how are individuals supposed to work today? Hard, six days, rest, be productive, and then how are they to work for God? Now, let's look at the spiritual aspect of the work of man. Go back to John, the ninth chapter. John 9 and verse 1. As I went through so many of these scriptures, uh, it was hard to pick out and to leave uh, so many ones that we're familiar with and uh, so many that are important to consider in this topic. But uh, we'll look here in chapter 9 of verse 1 through verse 5. And Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And so, Jesus, at one time, as a young boy, and then growing up, and uh, helping uh, in the carpentry, and then working, obviously, uh, in adulthood as a carpenter, now he's doing a spiritual work. And he said that this work that he was doing then was for good, because there was coming a time when man wouldn't be able to do this. And, and, you know, there is coming a time when maybe a lot of the spiritual work of mankind will be greatly restricted and prohibited. Like right now in many nations, you could do, you know, the true gospel Christian work and outreach. You would be prohibited from doing that. So, we have to be concerned about, you know, the preaching, the teaching, the serving, the ministering, uh, the things that was Jesus doing, he said was the work. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. And so he was, time when he was coming, when he was going to be absent physically and wouldn't be able to carry that on except, except through us, through mankind. So Jesus is working now and the Father is working through men in a spiritual way. Let's go to 1 Corinthians the sixteenth chapter, like back there in the early days when Paul was admitting that him and Barnabas were called by the Holy Spirit to work the work of work of God. First Corinthians sixteen, verse ten. Now, if Timothy, Timotheus, come, see that he may be with you without fear. For he worketh the work of the Lord as I also do. Timothy works the work of the Lord as I also do, Paul said. Now, Paul, to supplement temporarily at times, was a tent maker. He had to work physically to support himself, and he donated and volunteered to uh, do that to not burden the church. And there were times when he was supported by the church and was given some assistance, and there are other times when... He didn't take from anyone else. He just went out and supported. And that's why sometimes, you know, God's sending out uh, teams of ministers. One can work while the other uh, physical work, and the other can do the spiritual work and kind of help support. And so uh, have this uh, uh, effort of not neglecting the work of God, but still being able to do a physical and a spiritual work. Now... I have uh, some comments and a question here. And we know that uh, there are a lot, as I said, of references concerning the work, the works, the work of God, the work of man, uh, workman, worketh, nearly 700 of those references. And we see that uh, anciently, I haven't heard this phrase a whole lot in recent years, but we used to hear it a lot. About the work, doing the work. That was just, we were so involved and so excited about involved in helping God reach out to mankind. So, he works for and and us, in a physical and a spiritual way, for our salvation. We know that. God is working today in us, physically and spiritually, for our salvation. He works through us to bring others into his plan of salvation. He does this through the church. He doesn't usually, uh, and he can, but he doesn't usually work through unconverted people, largely, through governments, largely, nations, largely, but he works through the church in reaching out to others. And so our physical work is spiritual work in reaching out and serving our fellow man, teaching, preaching, contributing, our time, our effort, giving monies to help others, giving monies to help out the outreach. In so many ways, we're serving God by doing the physical things, and we're serving our fellow man by this service to God in outreach. I have a question here for us. How involved are we in the work?